All of us at Racers and Rental Cars send our thoughts and prayers to our brothers and sisters in Australia who are dealing with one of the worst fire seasons we have ever seen. We are thinking of you and we pray that this ends soon. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. This podcast is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks. For all of your racing needs, visit MotionRaceworks.com. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hi, Don. Oh, listen to you. You're sombersome self. Is, is it cold out there? Is it, has it gotten so cold out there on the West Coast that your brain cells and your tonsils are starting to get swollen and you can't talk? Yeah, I had to put a hoodie on today. It was ridiculous. Well, I guess, uh, is it the same hoodie that everyone's going to see on the back page of Drag Racing Edge magazine? Yeah, man. That issue dropped? Yeah, that was actually pretty cool, thanks to you. I, I thought it was National Dragster, and I was like, dude, I can't find it, because I'm in the process of renewing my license, and every year you have to do it, and I can't get on National Dragster right now. I'm like, what the hell? I don't I don't see it, what's going on? And then finally I read the fine print, and... It was Drag Racing Edge, so. It's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and Angie was all psyched, so that was cool. Good, good. She's well, got more publicity in two races than I have in 20 years. Well, she's got a long way to go because, you know, I mean, I love to. She's a, lot, she's a lot better looking than me, so it makes sense. Well, I think you're putting yourself down a little bit. I mean, because she's got a big ladder to climb. I mean, you are, you are the kid from Jack Frost. I, I mean... It would also be a big ladder. I mean, she's only, what do you say, three foot nine. So, I mean, that's a lot of steps to get <laughs> yeah. to, to my level at five, a oh, whopping five seven. You jumped right in there. I just, <laughs> I was cracking the door open a little bit to get my first jab at Angie, four foot nothing, uh, for Rafe to start off 2020. And you just blew right on through it. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. So, man, we're back. 2020. Yeah. Back in the country. It's good. Yes. It's good to be back. They How let us back in. They let Angie back in, which was good. Canada was good. It's any, cold. Uh, Actually, it wasn't too bad, to be honest. Any uh, any accidents this year from our annual ca- Canadian trip? Uh, no, no. I tried. Well, uh, it wasn't really an accident. So Angie's mom lives on like 200-acre ranch, and uh, they have like a bazillion horses. <laughs> And uh, we were taking Jet on, they have like nine mini horses. And so they have this like carriage thing. And so they wanted to take Jet for a ride. Well, I had a suspicion. I don't, obviously I'm not around them very much, but that I was allergic to horses. Well, come to find out, I'm pretty darn allergic to horses. So they gave me a ride on this thing. And I'm going around and I'm like sneezing like a mofo. And I'm like, what is going on? And then... I made the mistake. I forgot to wash my hands after we we were done with the horses. And I touched my eye because I had an itch. I just went like, I literally just brushed it. And I was like, oh, no, dude, my face swelled up so bad. It looked like hitch. Like it was uh, my eye. My eyes swelled shut. I couldn't do anything. Like I literally looked like I got punched. I legit thought, this time. Legit this time? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I thought you were going to. I thought I did see the photo. 
uh, of you like wiping out on the snowboard. So I thought that's what we were going to talk oh, about yeah, for that. Oh yeah, I bought that a Canadian Tire. You can see my vlog experience on my first Canadian Tire on my on my YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. But yeah, it was this. Yeah, that was like two days later. <laughs> Damn, like, Black dude, it was so bad. I was like, I don't think they're gonna let us through customs. They're gonna be like, "What the hell? Did you get in a fight while you're here?" I'm like, uh. <laughs> Angie standing there yeah. smiling and said, "I told him twice." That's right. Well, I didn't want her to say that to Joe because then they wouldn't let her back in. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Other than that, like, I I didn't break any bones or draw any blood this time, so it's it was it was a success. So, yeah. all right. And well, I came home, went to Supercross, you know, because I'm a Supercross nerd, and uh, uh, that was really cool. Uh, it was a good opening opening uh, round, and of course, Angie's already beating me in her fantasy league. She didn't, we, she wasn't going to do it, and she's like, oh, no, I want to do it, and then she just, I don't know how she does it, man. And then I, we signed up for two leagues, a buddy of mine that does it, um, he hit me up and she's like, Oh, I want to sign up for that one too. And so I get all these texts the next morning, like how the hell does your wife just like sign up? She's in the top five. Like, like I don't know, man. She's in love with Christian Craig. That's all I know. So. See, so there's so many things that I just want to jump up and down. Like you're freaking on a dumpster and I just want to keep jumping up and down and packing the trash on top of you. Oh, well, speaking of dumpster fires, I saw something on Facebook. I meant to send you as a, it was a, dumpster like just engulfed in flames <laughs> that's that's us if anybody ever listens to our show they understand we're a dumpster fire but you yeah. dude you talk about you what who the flip has time for fantasy motocross all right i mean are you kidding me ladies and gentlemen that's me slowly raising my hand <laughs> i i give you professor foray who obviously needs more things to do during his day as he's has time to set a fantasy league supercross. Hey man, you don't hate me. Don't I what? just signed up, paid the money. Don't hate me. Don't hate you. Yeah. Dude, you wait till the next production meeting. You're gonna get more <laughs> duties and responsibilities. You, your plate needs to obviously increase a little bit. Have time for fantasy. Yeah, whatever. Ah. Hey, next week I start. Next week I start teaching again, so I'm gonna be really busy. So you missed your chance. Yeah, te- teaching those kids at Cheetos College out there <laughs> how to do how to do paint and body work is a uh, man full time gig. I hear you. Literally full time gig. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, hey, so let's just go ahead and instead of starting the year off in a straight line and buzzing right down the quarter mile how about we go ahead and start our year off going in circles a little bit uh for 2020 we are going to talk to a young lady out of the frozen tundra which i mean she might have an accent like your wife i don't know it sounds like she's close enough to canada um miss miss tornado tory out of minnesota can i say it like that i always like the the um who is the mckenzie brothers Remember Strange Brew? Remember that? Old oh, Strange Brew, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, Minnesota. Nonetheless, Tori, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? How how are you staying warm out there in Minnesota? Is it cold? Yeah, just, right just barely above freezing up here, but we're making her through. 
Oof. Where in Minnesota are you from? Is it how far? The only place I've ever been in Minnesota is Brainerd. Okay, so I'm about an hour and a half south of Brainerd. We're right next to the Twin Cities. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, yep. You're not that far north. I thought, like, when you were talking about how cold it was, I was thinking, oh, it's got to be, like, close to the border or something. Oh, yeah, no, it turns out I'm just a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> so is Cam. True story. That's why he lives in California. Where the so taxes are bad. Little, yeah. The weather's great, but the taxes are bad. Uh, well, Tori, thanks for coming on the show on this uh, lovely Wednesday evening of the first week of 2020. Why don't you tell our diverse audience, because we have people that go in circles, ride motorcycles, drag race, uh, speed. What, what, are the, what are our folks down in Australia do? Sprint what, boats. They do what? Strip boats. What? Sprint boats sprint Those boats. ones where the guys are like no 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 yeah like, we, like yeah, yeah yeah we got all of it in our audience group so why don't you do us a favor and uh give us the background pitch of miss tori all right well like we said earlier i'm from the fo- frozen tundra of minnesota i was born and raised in monticello specifically um just outside of the twin cities um, I, this is, will be my 21st racing season. I started racing go-karts when I was four years old. Wow. Um, wasn't any specific sanction or any like touring series or anything like that. It was simply just the go-karts they had at the track at the races before the big car races. Um, so it was basically just all of the, the racers, children just getting together and racing go-karts. Um, and it, it ended up being a much bigger deal as I got older. Um, we started traveling to different tracks and uh, doing more of that and getting more competitive as I got older. Um, I worked my way up into the mini sprint car uh, like series division out of Wisconsin when I was 11. Um, and that's kind of when things took off for my racing career personally. Uh, we went down to Knoxville, Iowa. Uh, we uh, partook in the Knoxville nationals for mini sprint cars nice. and, um, the Midwest nationals and raced uh, out of Menominee, Wisconsin, which is one of like the best, the best tracks in the Midwest for mini sprint car racing. Um, and then I went into micro racing, which is, it's still a mini sprint car, just a bigger version of a mini sprint car, I guess, um, to put it simply. And then when I was 16, I got into the full-size wing sprint car. I started racing 360 sprint cars when I was 16, uh, back at the same track that I started racing go-karts at. Um, so <laughs> real, like, just a beginner, beginner local class. Um, and then we raced 305 sprint cars for a while. And then two years ago, I got into the winged 410 sprint car. Um, and now we're... We're going to race Knoxville Raceway weekly. I'm going to be a contender for Rookie of the Year there this year. Make my first start in the Knoxville Nationals this year. Nice. Which is super exciting. Yeah. And then um, we'll be doing about a dozen World of Outlaw and All-Star Circuit of Champion shows this year, too. That's cool. Now, you had mentioned that you it was just a bunch of racers' kids when you first started <laughs> getting started. Did uh, Obviously, were you from a racing family or was this like, hey, dad, I want to race and we just fans? Like, how, how did it all kind of come about? Yeah, that's a good question that I completely skipped over. So, yeah, I actually started going to the races when I starting when I was six months old uh, because my dad races 
modifieds or he used okay. to he doesn't anymore um but he started racing modifieds before i was even born um and that's the whole reason why we ended up at the track in the first place was to support him um and then they got that little go-kart deal together is in arlington minnesota is where we started our racing um and my, my parents just thought it was cool and i was doing a number on my barbie jeep so they <laughs> figured that i should probably get into something that's a little more contained and have rules <laughs> so um yeah that's that's kind of how it started i i i don't like to say like that people are lucky to you know be able to, to be where they are because i think hard work just plays so much into that but I just straight up was really lucky to be able to be in a position where my parents could just bring a go-kart along to the racetrack and set me in it and let me loose uh, at such a young age. Yeah. I so. mean, at the end of, I mean, and that's not your fault. I mean, it, that's just part of being racer kids. Um, you know, like Don and I, I mean, I, yeah. I raced BMX and motocross and stuff, but never had, mm-hmm. never, never was like, Oh, well my dad races or whatever. So I, I mm-hmm. can appreciate what you mean. Like it's, it's not, it's not just oh well it's just a given but in your eyes or world it may have kind of been a given because your family was into it but that ain't your fault that's awesome yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was just we were in the right place at the right time i'm thankful i'm really thankful for that nothing wrong with that that's awesome now you i know how old are you again i I just turned 25. Okay, 25. I there was I heard there was four, and then I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've just I've been racing for a long time. <laughs> that's awesome. You've uh, done a couple laps. I, I uh, that's pretty cool. My my father-in-law used to used to race sprint cars up in Canada. For he used to own the sprint car track up there, and and the drag stripper like the whole motorplex. And he was yeah. he was uh, super into it, and um, we always talk about it all the time. I want to take him to like the the Corey Cruzman school or whatever because he hasn't raced a sprint car in years. But um, yeah. I, something I've always wanted to do. I had a I had a friend uh, that I grew up with in school that was a quarter midget kid, and he went into the micro sprints. And uh, that's the ones with the motorcycle engines in them, right? Basically. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly so, what a micro sprint is. <laughs> yeah. He had one of those. And um, so, but that's really all I know about sprint cars other than <laughs> they're badass and you turn right to go left. So. Exactly. Um, that's all you need to know. Yeah. And you just <laughs> never let off the gas if you're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they do drive much easier if you can just keep your foot off the gas. That's what they're made to do. So you want to do something else other than that then you're going to be in trouble yeah and the, and, and a lot of them run magnetos i do know that but yeah but yeah 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 it does <laughs> yeah all right so tori so we went from age six months to you're 25 years old now so that's yeah. a that's a long run of just being around motorsports what do you do during the day I actually have a full-time job right now uh, just trying to support my lovely race car sitting in the garage over there. Um, I, I just work a simple um, warehouse job. I'm in shipping at a company called Graco, uh, just as a local company around here. So, um, yeah, that's what I do during the day. And I get home, I, I go to the gym, <laughs> work out, try to make sure I can still wheel a sprint car when it comes time to be racing season again. And then I I hop on emails and sponsorship stuff. Um, it's kind of it's kind of just a nonstop clock around here for me. Yeah, with that, um, you, you kind of touched on it there a little bit, like you know, with this 
racers and rental cars being a, a marketing esque type show. Do you find? I mean, I know nothing about sprint cars, so do you find it it hard? Like, what's the? I don't know how am I trying to word this. What's the uh, claws getting in the way? What's that? The claw. Yeah. The claws yeah, the getting claw, in the yeah. way. No, claws what's getting in the way? What's your uh, like? How do you try to attract sponsors? Like, is it big? <laughs> Shut up, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Like, God, I, I mean, cannot wait till we go you, live on YouTube. This is going to be I know. awesome. <laughs> Invite me back for that one. Yeah. I want to uh, be part of that. <laughs> stuttering Stanley over here. Um, <laughs> to the, to the, today, Junior. <laughs> there was a... I got to find it. Anyway. Oh, God. Well, like, do you do proposals? Like, is it local companies? Like, do you go for corporate stuff? Like, I mean, on the series that you're running, is it a... Do you try to find local stuff or is it, are you looking for Miller Lite? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it only took 20 minutes, but I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. Hang on. Let me get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of working at all levels right now. Um, I, this year, uh, like running Knoxville weekly, this is going to be my biggest schedule thus far. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be probably I'll be racing at the highest level I've ever raced at this coming year, um, just because as far as sprint car racing goes, that's the best in the country is racing around Knoxville, um, especially when you throw in like the World of Outlaw series and then the All Star Circuit of Champions. That's just some amazing talent. Um, so lately, I've been kind of trying to go towards the bigger stuff, more corporate uh, sponsorships. Um, Mostly just because I think that the the level of advertising, so to say, um, is there to, to help support those companies. Um, but also, I'm just straight up, after 21 years of racing, <laughs> I'm just straight up a little bit more comfortable going to companies and knowing what I need to say and how I need to explain things to them. Um, so that kind of ties into it too. Um, but also like, uh, being from Minnesota and with so much uh, big local races being around here, um, I I just am a big fan of supporting local companies. And if they are wanting to support me back, then uh, that's something I'm I'm all about. So I do try and uh, go towards the local companies just just for the pure fact of trying to help them out. And if they want to help me out too, then um, that's kind of a win win deal. Um, I think because cool. I how many. With with sprint cars, you guys race a lot, don't you? I mean, yeah. yeah like, so it seems like every t- every person I've ever heard of racing sprint cars, like, oh yeah, it's like I race Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap! Yeah. Like that's yeah. So gnarly. um, I and like being based primarily out of Minnesota, I have a smaller schedule compared to most like full-time sprint car drivers that I know. Um, I race, I'll be racing just under 30 races this year between, uh, looking at my schedule there, uh, between April and August, um, wow. you know, give or take okay. with rainouts. So yeah. Um, yeah, but the the full Outlaw Tour is almost 90 races. That's so. insane. Yeah, and I mean, most guys are over that 100, 100 race mark a year. So that's that is wild. That I think that's really cool though, because it allows. I mean, 
I guess you to kind of keep it going, right? So, because it's the traveling yeah. circus. So I I know there's races <laughs> within the weekly series, like, and then the outlaws come to come to town or something, right? And then that's like the Saturday, but you can still race Friday and Sunday type of thing. I mean, yep. I could be yeah. completely wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, basically the way we do it is we work our way down to Knoxville. Um, so on our way down to Knoxville, Jackson Motorplex races on Friday nights. Then from Jackson, we head down to, um, obviously, Knoxville on Saturdays. And then sometimes there'll be, like, a Sunday show in Burlington, Iowa, or something like that, that we can go hit and then work our way back home. Monday, do our maintenance, go to work, and then, you know, do it all over again starting the next weekend. Wow. And you guys own your team? Yeah. So I'm the team owner and the driver of uh, it's Tornado Tory Racing is what I run. Sweet. That's awesome. Thank you. So, so this being said, so... You talked you talked a little bit on both fronts that you like the local like the local companies because you you like to stay local. You're a Minnesota girl, local there for the support, but you're also understanding that based on the extension or increase of the amount of racing that you're trying to do, which also has expenses, you're starting to go in a different direction. What kind of companies is Tornado Tory going after? Man, that's a really good question. Um, all so, of them. <laughs> yeah, all, all of them. <laughs> Anyone that wants to support the 14K machine, <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I think I try to. I try to. I don't know how you word this. Um, like direct my proposals towards companies that I think I can benefit. I mean, because I mean, when it all comes around full, full circle, it's really what you can do for for the company there's no sponsorship without sales or you know business for for that company so i really try to just market myself towards people that i really think i can help um and help bring business towards them uh that's who i go towards first because i think uh, like just naturally i think i have a better chance of you know acquiring that sponsorship um but also just uh, companies I know that like to support racers, um, you know, me is just trying to live my pipe dream here, um, <laughs> or just, you know, people that go race uh, That's Knoxville right. I mean, Don, weekly. I mean, Don and I have been living a pipe dream for the past 20 <laughs> some odd years as well, so you're not, you're not alone. Well, Easily. pipe dreamers unite, am I right? That's right. Easily. Yeah, absolutely. Easily. They, they make it. Story of my yeah. life. Right. <laughs> I think you fake it a little more than I do, but however common. <laughs> Eventually, it's got to all come together. <laughs> it, it does, as, as yeah. he takes another drink of the claw. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. okay, so how many, how many times do you think about the fact that you're a female racer? Um, you know, I get asked that question quite a bit, and... You know, the reality of it is, is I, I'm a female racer and that's unique, especially up here in the Midwest. There really is not a whole lot of female racers, especially in the sprint car division. I can, I can think of only two others that, you know, sometimes I get to race with and most of the time we just aren't at the same track at the same time. Um, so but I don't necessarily think of the fact that it's because I'm a female. I just think of myself as a highly visible driver um, because when it comes down to it and I put my helmet and suit on, it's, I mean, I'm just 
like any anybody else out there, whether whether it's another girl or another guy, um, I'm out there to win and be competitive, and I'm out there to reach the same goals as as they are. And then when I take the helmet off, I'm just sometimes a little more visible. That's a unique way to, to describe. It yeah, that's that's yeah, different. I like, I like that. I, I don't think I've ever, we've ever had uh, which we do. We have a lot. We have a lot of females uh, on the show. I don't think we've ever had one use the phrase uh, you know highly visible um that would be a good way to describe it that being said tell us how your approach is being the only female then at the racetrack with companies and chasing your proverbial pipe dream there there has to be a, a, a significant amount of pressure uh that you're under whether it's um, you know implied or implied right yeah no of course um and i think there is always just that uh gosh you know just like oh look there's that girl i wonder wonder what she's up to you know just kind of the always kind of looking off in the peripheral just to just to you know see see what i'm doing or you know just see see if I have what it takes, or um, you know, if if I have my operation together, or just out generally out of curiosity, there is a little bit more attention and a little bit more curiosity, I think. Um, but what, again, when it comes to being at the racetrack, uh, I I do sometimes feel pressure, and I I can feel the you know, the, the curiosity, <laughs> um, brewing in people's heads. Um, but I have to remind myself that I'm not there at the racetrack to be concerned about like what, what people think of me or worry about how my hair looks just because I'm a little more visible than the other drivers. I'm there to set my car up to make sure that I can go out and uh, do the best possible race that I can. Um, that's, and I, I just keep reminding myself that I can worry about those things, about how people perceive me and how how I handle, you know, curious minds um, away from the track or, say, when the races, is do- when the races are done. Um, but I, I try to keep my mind focused while I'm at the racetrack on the job that I want to get done there and in that time. Yeah, you're always going to have people, you know, talking what they're going to talk, the Monday morning quarterbacks or what I yeah. always call them. And <laughs> you just kind of got to block them all out, you know. I, yeah. It's funny I use a football reference because I don't know shit about football. But, um, <laughs> you know, they, they – Don's shaking his head, Mr. Football. Um, the, I mean, a lot of times people don't – they just want to know the backstory. They think they have the answers to everything, and, you know, that's what the biggest – the biggest hurdle, like, you know, in my racing or your racing or Don's racing or, or whoever, everybody's like, well, why don't, why don't you race a full season? Or why aren't you running harder? Why don't you run all the qualifying sessions? Or, oh, why do you have to miss it? Well, it's like, oh, well, we don't have the funding or we don't have the sponsorship. Well, can't you just yeah. go get a sponsor? Yeah. Well, yeah. the people that are generally saying, can't you just go get a sponsor? Have no idea what it takes. Like, yeah. I... I'll tell you, like, as the years go on, it gets harder and harder to find funding. And, I mean, yes, we're trying to find millions of dollars. But at the same token, it's just as hard to find $5,000 these days as it is a million. And because the return, like with, you know, 
with this being a social media and marketing show, we talk about it all the time. There's why is somebody going to give me $5,000 or you or whoever five, $10,000 when they can go on Facebook, run an ad for 500 bucks and have a reach that's, that's 10 times more. Well, yeah. they're either a love racing or B they want to market to a, a certain demographic. So, you know, it's, you have to sell that and the people, I guess you call them haters or whatever the people that think they know everything. Um, they don't understand the business side of it. You know, a lot of right. these kids, a lot of these kids that are looking up to us and, and trying to say, Oh, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to, you know, my number one thing that I tell everybody is go to, you know, they say, Oh, how do you get to where you're, where you're at? And it's like, well, to be honest with you, if I was you and I was 17 years old, I'd go to school and I'd get a hell of a business degree, learn how to <laughs> run a business, start a business and then go racing because you know, there's so many, there's so many kittens around the milk bowl these days trying to get the little, the little amount of funding that's out there. It's, it's super hard. Like, yeah, good luck. Don's laughing because he knows what? it's true. Wait a minute. Hold on. What, what the hell? Where did kittens around the milk bowl come from? Is that, never heard that? Is that some Canuck stuff that you're talking now? Get out of town. You've never heard that? I have never. I am from the in country. Your, my middle name is years, You've never. Seventy-five years. Go drink another claw. Oh my god! Take your shoes. Take your flip flops off and start counting. Just saying. I got slippers on right now. I know you did. See, yeah, you and your Jerusalem cruisers that you're wearing. I do. Yep, that's right. You got uh, it. At least, at least my garage isn't flooded, so the tide must be low today. Yeah, the tide must be low. Uh, to, no, in, we understand. Uh, of course we understand. It's what we do. Um, that, stand, that being said, how do you approach your social media? I, I've dabbled. I, I did some looking. I saw, you know, I see that you've got uh, some separation in church and state, if you will, between your personal page and your racing page. I see that you, you know, you're on Instagram. Uh, it looks like a couple years ago you were kind of working towards some YouTube stuff. I saw your YouTube channel. Um, how is it that, you know, what is your focus? You know, cause I'm, and I'm going out on a limb here cause I haven't seen your car for, for 2020. Do you have a major sponsor or a major partner or is that, that spot still being filled? Um, I mean, I have a few of um, main supporters. I mean, I guess there isn't one single one single sponsor that's a main gotcha. the main main one for the car. It's uh, it's a village of support we've got going for the 14k machine. Okay, so that being said, how do you, what's your strategy? Uh, not only personally but also professionally, and how you approach your social media. Right. So I'm actually really glad that you asked that because I'm, I might get on my soapbox here. Um, just a disclaimer. Um, I, I did not go to school for marketing or business. I went to school for mechanical engineering. Um, so, so that with that being said, she's 10 times smarter than both you and I done. Yep. Cause I've got an MBA <laughs> in marketing and yours is in auto body. So, uh, she'll <laughs> hey, engineer what get out you of town. Fix. I at least have, I have a bachelor's in marketing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, as speech. I'm stuttering Stanley oh, over here. Oh God. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's that's unique. You have a mechanical engineering background, so you so that obviously plays into your whole being involved in the mechanical background of the car. So that yeah, that applies. See, yeah, but uh, besides racing itself, one of my huge passions is honestly just turning a wrench and uh, putting motors together and tearing them apart and whatever. That's a whole other tangent. Anyways, um, <laughs> but with that said, is um, my I I was not taught in I say a professional setting, um, professional communication skills or interaction skills for like say the social media. Um, so this is purely just uh, just what I've learned from you know tri- trial and error for the past however long since I've had social media. It feels like forever. Um, but. So I think the two major things that I try and go by when I am posting on social media is to just be genuine uh, is who I am. It's so easy to conform to the way that other people post. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's great to throw, um, like, sponsor support out there. I'm, I'm huge on supporting the people that support me, um, and I want to give them as much business as I can. But I also want to do it in a way that, like if you were to come up and have a conversation with me in person that I would say the exact same thing. Like I would not, you know, just, I, if we were having a conversation in person, I would not force content. So I don't want to do that say on social media either. Um, and you know, just being unique. Um, and those two kind of go together. I feel like, uh, cause it's, it's not easy to show the world, um, especially to all the keyboard warriors out there, who you really are, <laughs> um, it, especially when it's so easy to conform to the way that everybody else does everything. Um, it's it's not an easy thing to do all the time. Um, and I think because it's not easy, that also makes it unique and fresh, um, fresh content, so to say, for my social media. And I, I try to go by that, um, you know, for Instagram and Twitter. I I like to throw a sense of humor at a lot of topics, <laughs> so I try to keep that, um, you know, just kind of tied in when I can. Um, and my Instagram is definitely more personal than, say, like my Facebook page. Um, my Facebook page has a little bit bigger following than, like, my Instagram or my Twitter, um, and that's that's where I reach the most people. So that's try where I try and throw the plugs for the sponsors and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and I've received, you know, feedback saying that they appreciate that and that it's helped them. So I keep doing that on Facebook just cause it's easier to reach people. It's easier to, to tag and, and whatnot. Um, and then Instagram is kind of where I, where I use to share my story a little bit because I think, I really think that just being genuine and showing, showing who you are and what you're here to do is important for people to see. Cause um, I guess personally, I don't want to necessarily go out and support somebody that I know nothing about. Uh, if they were to come up to me and say, Hey, I'm going to go race Knoxville weekly. Can you help me out? Like, I'm going to make, who, who are you? Like, why? <laughs> um, but if I see like, Hey, you know, say I'm a company and, and I see that, you know, this has been their dream since they were four years old and they first saw a sprint car. Um, and I, and I get a little bit of a backstory. Like I just... I think it's unique and something that not everybody, not everybody does. So that's kind of my approach, whether that's right or wrong. It's probably definitely not in a marketing textbook. That's for sure. But, um, 
That's right. I burned all my textbooks, so don't worry about it. (laughs) There is no... And I think... uh, And Cam, he might agree or disagree, but we've had the conversation numerous times. When it comes to social media, there is no 100% foolproof... Uh, you know, as we are both, edu- you know, all educated individuals, you know, there's a philosophy and a foundation and then there's practical application. And there is not a 100 percent foolproof plan on how to execute social media. Uh, everybody's going to be a little different, whether it's a business or a person. Um, and there's a bunch of characteristics and traits that make that up that none of us understand. And probably we wouldn't understand even if Mark Zuckerberg came in here and tried to explain it to us. Um, But, but no, that's, that's good. So I got to ask then from the social media standpoint. So you're a female racer. We we have this conversation and we bring it up all the time, right? So you're 25 years old. Cam's 45 years old. I'm 75 years old. Um, (laughs) Take it easy. Hey, you, start, you started it. Don't throw rocks over here, claw boy. Anyway, um, so what when you post photos and you get comments and likes and it's in regards uh, to your posts, do you, do you see a difference in the number of comments and likes that you get, let's say, you at a racetrack or you dressed up out with your friends? for the for the night how do you what's your take on that do you do you uh look at it differently do you understand that it's differently what what's your take yeah so i i see the difference um and again whether it's right or wrong or you know frowned upon or not i try to i guess uh Put it to the side, the fact that uh, the, the comments and their interactions are different because at the end of the day, that's just me as a whole person. Um, I, I am a race car driver. That is my true passion. That is what I love to do. But, you know, from time to time, I like to go out and have fun with my friends. Um, I also like makeup and getting my nails done and going shopping. But like I said, I love putting a motor together, tearing it apart, wrenching on the car, doing maintenance. Um, And that's just me as a whole. Um, And yes, that brings separate, a separate kind of comment on my posts on social media. Um, But I I think the whole, if we're going to pull the (laughs) female racer card, um, I think uh, I... Gosh, how do I how do I wear this? Uh, you and Cam so, must don't say class. See, Don, it's not it's not just me. Yeah, I haven't even had any claws, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's subconsciously probably my way of just displaying that you're just gonna have to be open minded enough that somebody can do both. Somebody can be a girl who can post a nice selfie. Somebody can be a girl who can also go and be a great race car driver, a great businesswoman, and a great friend, and go shopping with her friends and get her nails done. You know, just the whole shebang. And I think that's kind of what I meant by my Instagram is a little bit more personal to who I am because I definitely I don't post anything like that on my my Facebook racing page. Um, so I think it's interesting that you bring it up because I didn't even realize I did that. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I do kind of try and preach that, 
it, it's important to be to be open minded that somebody can can do both. So what is your switching gears a little bit here? You said you've always wanted to be a sprint car driver, but is that like your end goal? Like is World of Outlaw like there that's a pinnacle, right? World of Outlaws? Yeah, yes. That's, yes. Like, okay. All right. Um, I only know that because uh, Fisher Body Shop, uh, they sponsor me this year. They have a World okay. of Outlaws team. And yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Go Fisher out of body. Or body <laughs> shop. Um, but anyway, they they were talk, talk to me a little bit about it. But So that's the pinnacle of, of sprint cars. So is that your end goal? That's where you want to be? or Because like, I know a lot of sprint car people, they end up in NASCAR or, or yeah. whatever. Like, Is that where you want to go or do you want to stay sprint car? Um, well, I mean, to be completely honest with you, it is my ultimate goal to go full-time racing with the World of Outlaws, just like a million other people out there uh, that are in a, in a sprint car team right now. Um, that has literally been my, my dream since I was four years old, and I first saw a sprint car. Um, but with that said, if I had the opportunity to, you know, try, try an NASCAR nascar ride or gig or whatever it may be on whatever level i definitely wouldn't turn it down um i because while i'm a, while i'm a, a driver and purely a sprint car driver is mostly what i have experience in um i'm just an all-around racing fan like i i love the off-road truck stuff I, you know i i think the drag racing stuff is really badass um nascar is cool um i think it's a whole it all takes a whole different kind of focus and, you know, physical abilities. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't turn down any opportunities, but my, my goal and my, my sights are set on the world of outlaw tour. There's a, like a lot, most all the people that are on that tour, they, they do that full time, like for a living, right? Is that yeah for yep. the most part? Generally. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is, I mean, this is, I know this is an extremely broad question, but like, for instance, in drag racing, to go top fuel racing, it's a couple million bucks a year is what everybody strives for. Three to four million dollars a year is kind of what they're looking for. It, mm-hmm. You guys said you race a hundred or potentially a hundred times a year. Like, <laughs> I mean, a ballpark number. What does it take to go sprinkler racing? Is it a hundred million dollars? Like, I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I mean, no, I, mean no, I know it's, it's all relative, right? I mean, you could be a Saturday night racer, yeah. but like, World of Outlaws. Like, I mean, if somebody said, "Hey, let's go World of Outlaw racing," would you say, "Okay, I need"? $5 million or do you need $500,000? Yeah. So actually I think, I think you guys are going to be amazed when I tell you the numbers because so from what I understand, drag racing, you rebuild the motors right after you do a run. Right. Yeah. So we can go, um, roughly 10 to 15 nights on a motor. Um, so that cuts down our costs considerably com- compared to drag racing. So to say, um, so, and I actually have sat down and I've talked to a few teams recently, um, as I've gotten more serious about following this, this goal, um, of going on tour and the numbers, they vary diff much differently from team to team. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um, I mean, I've, and I've heard actually quite a few times the, the number of 350,000 for a full year on the outlaw tour, um, so yeah, what, I mean, obviously that's a lot of money. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, a lot compared of, to NASCAR at twenty five million, it's not. Yeah, it, exactly. So it's it's um, or drag racing. <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to compare it to you know other professional full time like racing series, it is 
much more affordable than than some people think. Um, and, but there there are people out there on you know million dollar budgets a year. Um, is I, in in sprint car racing? Is there like you? Okay, say let's just we're using that three hundred thousand dollar number. Mm-hmm. Is the in in drag racing? There's a lot of hey, I'm a guy. I want to go drag racing. I'm just gonna buy the ride. Is there yeah. a lot of that in sprint cars? There, there's a ton of that, um, and especially um, on the Outlaw Tour, um, it's it's a lot of uh, bringing your own sponsorship yeah. and your own money into into that ride, and even just the Saturday night racing. Um, ra- rarely do you see somebody that is the car owner and the driver. It's um, for whatever reason, it's it's a lot cheaper to do to do the owner and the driver deal. Um, but I think sometimes people are thinking that you can be more competitive if you just you know rent Find out the, the car team. and the right. team and you just show up and drive. Um, which to each their own. That's if that's your cup of tea, that's awesome. Um, I think I like the route that I'm going purely just because I like to I like to wrench on the car myself and. If you get a little bit more security, I mean, just you know, knowing that you've got a you've got a ride in the garage and it can't get sold out from under you. <laughs> um, I know what that's so like. to say. Um, I mean, each each option comes with pros and cons, but um, right. there is no, there is a lot of that. How, like, yeah, <laughs> you know that drag racing lately has been getting a, a bad name with that, where they say, oh well, you know, anybody can just go buy buy a ride. Well. Yes and no. Yeah, sprint car. So that's very relevant in sprint car world too. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I guess with any with any racing, it's that's how it is. But I, you know, one of the biggest things that I thought that was the most interesting thing that I've ever heard about sprint cars is so there's this team that's local to me, and then I was actually talking to the the Fisher Body Shop people about it. They have like fifteen cars. And yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's a lot of like, I can't imagine just having 15 of these things lined up in my garage. He's like, well, dude, it's it's literally like a chassis is like fifteen hundred bucks. And I'm like, yep. what? He goes, yeah, we get them from China. I'm like, yeah. hey, whoa, 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 back up. You put somebody in a car that's built in China. And he goes, yeah, all the time. And because they, you guys bend them up so much that yep. by the time you fix it, straighten it or whatever, if you pay, you know, American labor rates or whatever it's he's like you just go get a brand new one from the from the stock in the back and put it together i'm like hmm, that's pretty cool it, yeah it's uh, especially with the with the open wheel racing um depending on what kind of week you're having you you can go through cars like popcorn um <laughs> it's it's just uh i think that's what i love about sprint car racing is it's really aggressive and the cars they aren't made to be aggressive, but people drive them that way. <laughs> I think that sprint cars, in a sense, are made with the idea of a drag car in mind to be light and fast, but then with, you know, like a regular circle car track and a combination of the two. Because um, it's it's an insane power-to-weight ratio, um, but, you know, put it on a circle track and tell them to drive in circles, and then it just get, it can get ugly. <laughs> yeah. No, that that I just I thought that was crazy. I th- yeah, 
It, it is nuts when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm sitting here like, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. And then, and then I'm getting where you're going. I'm like, oh, that does sound bad. <laughs> no, but it's just different, different yeah. ways yeah. of playing the game. You know, I mean, like you said, we it costs. They say what's an average top field dragster one to go a thousand feet. It's you know seven to ten thousand dollars for one run. Mm-hmm. People are like, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's all relative. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, Tori, we're, you know, coming out of trade show season. I noticed mm. it, that you had a couple posts that you were at PRI this year. How many years have you been going to PRI? Uh, I'm going to sound like a real rookie here. This was only my second year going to PRI. Okay, so what did, like, we, we're marketing people. We all have business meetings and things of that nature that we're trying to, you know, further our career and our relationships. Being the fact that you're a rookie, so you're, you're learning as you go, what did, mm-hmm. you, what did you take in for your PRI experience? What were you, what were you looking for to accomplish? Um, well, to accomplish, I solely went there just for networking. I did not go there with the intention of walking out the door with any sponsorships or, you know, cash in hand or product in any way. Um, just, and I learned that the first year is that if you're asking for sponsorship at PRI, it's already way too late. Like it, the deals have already been signed and it's just, that's your you're behind your train is gone at that point. So, um, I learned that the first year and not necessarily that I went the first year, um, looking for sponsorship, but I, I, I guess I thought it would be a little bit more attainable, um, than what I found it to be or is what my observation was anyway. Um, so before I even went there, I sent out my sponsorship proposals, marketing decks, you know, so forth. Um, and then when I got to PRIs, when I um, thanked the people in, in person, um, you know, did, got that face-to-face interaction, got to shake their hand, um, just just kind of the more personal level of interaction is what I use PRI for. Um and again, solely just just to meet new people and make new connections, because I think, I mean, people aren't kidding when they say it comes down to who you know. Um, so I really, I really take take that one seriously, and I just um, try to put myself in as many social social experiences as possible to meet as as many new people as I can. Cam, that's our problem. We don't know anybody. <laughs> the only person I know is you, and. We've gone over this year, seventy-five, and, and <laughs> drive a door car. So, dude, same. You'd be better <laughs> off knowing the guy in the McDonald's drive-through. That guy can give you free fries. I can't do anything for you. Mm, that is yeah. a hookup there. Yeah. See what I mean? <laughs> that done, yeah. done hit the nerve for her. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, Tori, well, we've we've kept you and uh, we appreciate you coming on. But we, as we send you off, we have a couple things that we always do. First and foremost, you got 10 seconds. Give us your winter, winter circle speech about who helps you out, who you're grateful for. You know, shout out mom, dad, your brother, the third cousin down the street, your ex-boyfriends from 20 years ago, whatever the case may be, the dog that died. Uh, this is your chance. Give us your give us your winter circle. Go. 
Okay, so hang on for a little background. I'm standing in victory lane right now doing my wing dance, right? Yep, you're yes. doing your wing dance. Wave okay. it, wave it. And you got to have that like Hoosier thing around your neck. Yeah. That's okay, so I'm waving at my mom, telling her that I survived because my mom, she can't watch me race. She <laughs> waits for the signal that I'm alive and well. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, I... Gosh. Must be a mom oh. thing because my mom's the same way. Yeah, no, for, okay, sorry. I know we're, we're ending this here, but the first race my mom ever came to in my full-size sprint car, I rolled and I started on fire while I was rolling. And that was the first one she watched. So now she doesn't watch. <laughs> that's what i'm talking about mom we can only go up from here that's yeah, right yeah <laughs> uh anyways yeah no i got that's a hard one man no come on let's uh, go 10 seconds i'm waving the flags for you okay well i just gotta gotta thank god number one uh for blessing me to, and putting me here with the support system that I have, um, my dad, best crew chief in the world, my sister, my brother, my mom, they don't miss a race. They support me in every way they can. Um, all of my sponsors, Minnesota Native Landscapes, Brentson Companies, Hawk Wings, Kaiser Wheels, Arai Helmets, K1 Race Gear, Jerry's Towing, even Evenson Enterprise Racing and R&W Welding. Um, it takes a village to run a race team, and it wouldn't be possible with any of the people standing here. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm, you, you, we're going to give you a B plus for that. Yeah, we're going to give you a B plus. Uh, you, yeah, thank you. you. You don't ever give anybody an A because you always got to be improving. Yep. Yep. I always root for improvement. Okay. I agree with you. All right. Well, well I, I didn't know you had siblings, but do they race yep. at all? Or? Uh, so they actually started in go-karts when they were four years old, too. Um, they kind of went off on different tracks. Um okay. My brother raced BMX bikes for a while, and now he's into mountain biking. And I know you said you raced BMX. I, I tried that out for a little while, too. And then I had knee surgery, and it didn't go too well after that. But um, no, anyways. It's, it's funny how siblings, they, like my brother and sister, my brother literally knows nothing about cars. And <laughs> my like they took – my brother's a pro surfer. Oh. My, my, I did the racing thing, and my sister, she was a cheerleader and – physical therapist so like totally like different angles like avenues of the world so it's it's cool that that families like but yet they're still like my number one supporter so like i can understand yeah what you mean like your siblings are always there for you that's really cool yeah yeah and my sister she she uh tried racing out too but uh she went the softball route in high school because i we all kind of got to a point where it's like okay you guys can't do everything that you want to do like it's just too much so yeah. Yep, and now she's uh, she's going to school to be a, a psychologist. She's actually graduating in the spring, so nice. shout Good out to her. her. There you go. And you'll yeah. be her first patient? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I told her she's got to come on the Outlaw Tour because she could probably get some great business. <laughs> Absolutely, because we're all knuckleheads for being yeah, all nuts. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right, well, Tori, we got two things that we do here on the show that we enjoy, and it's uh, we ask you two questions. There's no passes here. You don't get to, don't get to like you know pass or I'll get back to you. You got to answer them. First and okay. foremost, you get to send one Christmas card to somebody in motorsports. Who is it? Oh my goodness! Does Danica Patrick count? Sure. Well, I mean, she's believe it or not, she's still involved in motorsports. <laughs> okay, cool. I like to hear that. No, I, I follow her on Instagram, and I think she's just a really cool lady. <laughs> um, and she she really 
uh, you, whether you like her or not, or you um, think she's a good racer or not, um, she really has broken down a lot of barriers for women in racing starting so long ago. I mean, she really took a lot of the grunt work <laughs> out of us up and comers. Um, so I, yeah, I'm appreciative for that. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, that'll work. I can uh, deal I'm, with that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'd send one to you guys too, but I could only. Oh, pick one, so. uh, nice. Too, too late. <laughs> no, too the, late. The net, we've only gotten one so far. Yeah, wait, it's wait. been from the second question. Yeah. So yeah. we'll let Don ask <laughs> what the second question is, and You're then right. you'll understand. I was okay. th- I was thinking exactly the same thing, Cam. <laughs> so now the last and final one, as you go out of here, is. You get to send one WTF card to one person in motorsports. Who is it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've had uh, a lot of very interesting uh, Yeah. I mean, I try not to be a lady that holds grudges. So, I'm not going to send it to anybody I compete with. Why? Because I'm not trying to burn any bridges, you know? Mm. <laughs> um. Oh, geez. Let's see. I I really... Don't even try. <laughs> Don't Is there even... a phone a friend option? No. Nope. <laughs> um, Come okay. on. One person yeah. in motorsports that you just want to say, WTF, and, you, and you're stammering over there. What in the world? It could be the tire guy at Boone's, Boone Farms Speedway who... Kicked you Boone's or something? Farm Speedway. Isn't I'm just that making a, stuff a up. Wine? Okay, so I have one, All and right. I might look like a huge hypocrite here, but whoever created the um, Racing Wives uh, TV series on CMT. <laughs> I support all of those ladies individually, but the way they depicted them in that TV series was. In my humble opinion, absolutely terrible. <laughs> I mean, I just look at that like TV episode and think there is so much more to these girls than what they are displaying. Like WTF? Like <laughs> what's going on? Uh, so that's my one. Hey, uh, that's that's kind of funny. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, they had a side story for that. I think I don't know. It's probably been what is that that show was out like 8, 10, 12 weeks ago or whatever when it first came out uh, Leah on Dale Jr. download they had to watch it and they had like a, each week they did the recap episode and jun- it was hilarious between Junior and Mike Davis and Dilner and them on the I'll show have to on, look the, that up. on the podcast <laughs> oh it was funny they had some really good because yeah. because you know some of those guys they brought back on the show and so forth so it's kind of humorous. All right, well, uh, on your uh, way out, awesome. you got you got to tell everybody where they can find you, keep up with you on social media, how to reach out to you, buy your garb, uh, send you Christmas cards since you don't have anybody to send WTF <laughs> cards to. They, they, uh, yeah. Um, you can you can reach out to me on all my social media on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Tornado Tori one four. On Facebook, my fan page is Tornado Tori Racing. Um, plain and simple, you can send me DMs. I I try to be very very good about responding to DMs and and fans and all that. There you go. Hit her up on your DMs, ladies and gentlemen. If yep. uh, yeah. 
Don't yeah. ask me for feet pics, though. People do that, and it just weirds me out. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that out there. You would be surprised. Say what? <laughs> feet pictures. I don't know. There's a whole market for it. Speaking of marketing. Okay, is... wait. Hold on. I mean. You know what's I funny? Was, okay. hold, on, hold on. I was in the Army for 23 years, and I drive a race car for the love of God, and my hearing is not perfect. All I understood was picture. What was the first word? Feet pictures. Feet. Are you saying feet or beat? Feet. Like feet. your like your foot. Yeah. Foot. Yep. Okay, so tell your sister that you have all these new clients for for psychology, and those are the ones that are sending you requests for feet pictures because that has got to be. Yeah, the I do. I tell her. She's actually intrigued by them. Dude, I tell you, you know, it's it's funny you say that because this is totally off subject, but my wife was selling a bunch of shoes on, I don't know, some like girl posh something or other. I don't know. Yep. She buys and sells stuff all the time. Um, and she's like, this creepy dude like asked me, he's like, I'll pay triple what you want for these shoes if like you wear them and then send them to me. She's like, oh God, I'm never selling shoes again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a weird world out there. I tell you. Takes all kinds for this world to go around, but we like That's to right. keep it in the, in the motorsports world. And I hope to say that um, none of our listeners would be asking you for, for feet photos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm not making assumptions. I'm just yeah. putting yeah. a disclaimer out there. Uh, yeah, I, I want somebody to send me a DM or an email at hate mail on racers and rentalcars dot com. I want you to send me something requesting a feet picture. Yeah, yeah if you, do, you better be wearing your Jerusalem cruisers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's go for good money, I hear. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Tori, thank you very much for coming on. We greatly appreciated having you, and uh, we hope that our listeners will find you or keep up with you out there as you are just like the rest of us chasing your dream. And uh, with that, we wish you the best of luck. Ah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely, Tori. Thank you. Have a good one. Good luck you guys you. too. Thank, Thank you. Well, there you go, Cam. Somebody that's out there chasing her own, as she stated, pipe dream, just like the rest of us. But she's going in circles. She's kind of making uh, her own music as she, you know, I, I say that. I, I mean, obviously, she's in Minnesota, which is, you know, Knoxville's like where everybody goes to. She's chasing the world of outlaws. She's her own owner. She's her own driver. Got family support. You know, we've asked her. She said she's inquired about, you know, moving forward and expanding her horizons. And and you got to think that somebody that's at 25 and is going full bore at trying to make a run for herself is, you know, she's planting the seeds. You got to think at some point, hopefully, if she gets a good enough break, that somebody will snatch her up, give her, you know, a developmental ride chance, if you will, and some better equipment or on a, you know, bigger scale. Um Sounds like she's got the passion and the drive like the rest of us. She's just like the rest of us, looking for the big Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, she seems, uh, I mean, she's an educated individual, and, you know, she's working hard at, at her goals and, and her dreams. And, I mean, how how can you, uh, you know, knock somebody for chasing their dreams? And, you know, that's that's what I'm all about, man. It's like, if you want to go be a curling champion, go be a curling champion, you know? Like, just do do you, you know, don't let anybody stand in your way. And, and, uh, you know, she's another one that's, that's obviously doing that and, and that's super cool. So kudos uh, to her. Uh, and I mean, 
she seems pretty badass if she's turning right to go left full throttle. Well, awesome. I, you know, the, we kind of we kind of let her out of there. We didn't go back and you know like we did with with Lane when we had him on and and Bo Lane. Well, at least you we, call her her right name. Yeah, well, that yeah, I'm trying Lance to start. Lance is never going to come back. On well, the show. I know, I know. Lance is never coming back on the show. I, I mean, I'm trying to start out 2020 on the right foot here, and you, you know, you're you're digging up skeletons on me. It, I don't. I was always going to bring it up because you were like, you said her name, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, I did do some research before. I think her real name is Victoria, um, but she goes by Tori. So I was wondering if you were going to screw that up because you're pretty good at that. So. Well, okay, so first off, you're not giving me any credit seeing how my owner's wife, her name is Tori, and also it's actually Victoria. And so if you think that I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and screw her name up, Tori, knowing that the fact that that my owner's wife, Tori, will probably listen to this podcast at some point, and I'm screwing up names. I mean, seriously, Cam, no credit, not, none at all. Not a freaking ounce, a shred of freaking credit, you white claw drinking fool, to give me any <laughs> one credit. One time. Yeah, one time at one band time. camp. Yeah, okay. Yep. That one time. Nonsense. No. Absolutely. No, it was great. To, it was great to have her on. Like I said, ran across her story on social media and thought it was definitely worth uh, letting our listeners be exposed to her and uh, exposing her to our podcast. And who knows, maybe why she's out there traveling around or working in the warehouse. She might actually she'll, listen. Yeah, I should. You know, I mean, <laughs> episode one to episode four. 61 now is always had some now we'll sort have of four listeners we'll have four you, listeners me, Tori, and and lance our wives <laughs> <laughs> hey lance is still listening oh, oh yeah dude yeah good kid for for lance motocross, hit me up supercross. On instagram the other day yep it's killing it there we he's go doing good he's looking he's looking good on his on his instagram feed he's he's training hard he's so. training i saw the gopro videos working at oh, it Absolutely. Well, Cam, dude, I uh, am looking forward as this time next week, I'm going to be two days away from our sixth annual Streetway Marketing and Media Practice Tree event here in good old Evansville, Indiana, as we're going to give away $25,000 engine and looking forward to that. So uh, if you can notice, I'm getting That's a couple. That's this weekend, more. right? No, it'll be next weekend. Oh, okay. You were cool. supposed you were supposed to come. I know it was on my list of things to do. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to no. I was supposed to send my ringer. I was supposed to send Angie. Well, dude, you need a six thirty two for her car. I, yeah, I do. Can you I believe do. we're going to give away a twenty five thousand dollar engine for two hundred and fifty buck entry? That's pretty awesome. I'm freaking knucklehead. That I, I'm grateful for Oakley Engine Performance coming on board and coming up with the idea and and being willing to do it. Uh, but wow, it's gonna be it's gonna be the largest. So uh, you know, looking forward to it. Very excited, and uh, also looking excited to 2020. Wait a minute, I, I just have a question. I've never been to one of these practice tree events. I used to do these in high school in my friend's motorhome on Friday nights. We right. used to like bet and like do all that. Yeah. Do people come to these things? I know that remember a couple years ago we like helped you make like a race pack steering wheel thing with like a dash and all the crap oh, yeah. on it or whatever. Do people bring like their own buttons and stuff? No, you're not allowed to bring your own button. Oh, okay. All right. You have All to right. use you we have two simulators. Use yeah, baby. Walk in. Bring your A game. Speaking of A games, 
dude, I read a report. I'm still doing research. I'm telling you this is the next thing that I'm going to get involved in. That esports and iRacing is going to exceed $200 million in marketing and business by 2021. That's sickening. Dude, I have been scouring Facebook Marketplace looking for a racing simulator. A used one. Now I'm not paying I'm not paying full price for anything because I'm not sure that I will do this for very long. But I am very intrigued at the purses and the money that companies are investing in people to sit at home and race and get paid to do it. I'm intrigued. I spend a lot of time at home working, obviously, but I'm yeah, intrigued. Right. You spend a lot of time at home, maybe not working, but you, you know. are the last. It's your, story. it's your story, bud. Hey, no. You are the last person that you gets to say you it. You live in Huntington Beach. Dude, can you even spell job? Wait a minute. No, forget spelling job. Spell work. Tell me how work's spelled. You know, Don. C L A W. <laughs> I've worked. <laughs> I've lived my whole 34 years of life to not have a real job, you know, that I consider, I consider like a job, like a J-O-B. And I've done okay so far. So, well, no. <laughs> well, I spent 23 years in the army in order for me to be able to sit back and not have to do like hard work. How about that? It's your story, man. True. It is a true story, and it is my story, and I am writing my chapter. And if you don't like it, turn the freaking page. <laughs> no, that's hey. I mean, college instructor is considered a real job. Come on. Do we are we going to do a poll on this? Are we going to get anybody of our listeners yeah. to give us their feedback whether or not they would consider an auto body professor a real job? Hey. I mean, it's not like you're doing medical research or anything over there, bud. Hey, it is a state job. In the state of California, which once again, probably is not making a whole lot of sense right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> that I, hey, it, work, it works out phenomenal for me. I wish our listeners could see the smirk on your face right now that you cannot hold it back of how serious you're trying to be while yet you know it is such bullshit. I, no, don't be afraid of me making money, Don. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Cam makes money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got... We I got, just make it. <laughs> I, I'm Angie cutting your it. ass off. <laughs> Angie spins. I knew you were going to go somewhere with the wife comment. I knew it. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you very much. we putting in the books our first episode for 2020, full-fledged. Last week was our New Year's episode. We came out of Christmas trade shows for PRI. We greatly appreciate it. You made us a top 50 show in 2019. We appreciate the hell out of that. We hope that uh, we can continue to be a top 50 show for you, our listeners. And that's not out of 51 shows. No, it's not out of 51. It's out of a lot. 55. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but 55, just like your white claw. Anyway, so we greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much for all of the purchases. We're going to give a huge shout out, big shout out, 
I really wanted to do this at the beginning. I'm sure our production team, as they work diligently behind the scenes, will make sure that they do it. But huge shout out to Motion Raceworks. They have come on to start off 2020 and supporting our show. And we cannot uh, thank Mr. Cook, who is also one of our guests early on in our in our deal, as he's an avid social media user, believes in social saw media. Saw something in these two knuckleheads. I know. He saw something Amen in this. Uh, hey, hey, and he is all about Made in the USA, too. If it's like He is starting to be like right there with Tim McCamus in the rants. Uh, I'm liking it. I like that. You know, we have hashtag Don's rants. We might have to come up with hashtag Doug's rants, you know, just for Motion Raceworks. So if you're a listener, even if you don't buy LS products, uh, radial tire racing, whatever the case may be, please stop by the Motion Raceworks page. Give them a thumbs up, a like. Tell them that you appreciate them going out on a limb and sponsoring our dumpster fire of a show. That being said, Cam, I'm done, dude. Take us home. I mean, I don't really know how to follow that up, to be honest. But uh, did I leave you speechless, some- you stammering fool? You, <laughs> but yeah, I'm stuttering Stanley tonight. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, 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 uh. no. Um, also, thank you, you so pretty. <laughs> thank you to uh, Performance Data Systems too. Stupid fast racing. And uh, don't forget that whole racersandrentalcars.com thing for all of our merch, hats, shirts, hoodies, mugs, laptop covers, stickers, lions, tigers, you know, all that stuff. Um, And you can actually, you know, do do something weird and click listen to one of our 60-some-odd episodes. So um, if that's something that you're so inclined to do, that's racersandrentalcars.com. And on that note, I'm out of here. Later. See ya.